Episode 9, It's Not About You. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. This is Gretchen of Always a Lesson, here to empower you to reach your potential. And in fact, I call you elite because only an elite educator would take time to invest in themselves by listening to a podcast just like this to help hone their craft. Today, I want to help you reignite your passion and potential by talking about empowering your students. So let's get started. The best advice I can give you is a reminder that everything you do as an educator is for the students. The more you can remember that everything you do is not about you, the better off you will be. Let me explain. My first year teaching was full of not only lessons I was teaching, but lessons I was learning. I worked way too hard. And working hard is not often looked upon as a bad thing, but when you're working hard in the wrong ways, it's a bad thing. I spent so much money on cutesy decor for my classroom that didn't bring any value to students. And I would be upset when a student would knock over my Apple bookend or my ruler paperweight or break my delicate teacher precious moments figurine. And not only was I mad that I spent too much money to have these items personalized and then shipped to me just to have them break the second day of school, but I spent too much time placing them in the perfect spot in my room. I think having a classroom that is pleasing to the eye is excellent, I, I, and I encourage all teachers to make their rooms feel homey and presentable. But don't put your nose so stuck in a mess of a pile that isn't important. Students would much rather have a smiling and compassionate teacher providing engaging learning opportunities that are challenging and collaborative than one who just has delicate teachery items strung around the room to the point you can't touch anything and fear that it breaks. I mean, did you ever have that one room in your house that you couldn't go into or God forbid, like touch anything? It reminds me of these napkins that my mom had in the guest bathroom. No one could touch them. I mean, not even the guest, but man, did they look good. And we have to keep our focus on kids and what's best for them. If kids can't touch it, Get rid of it, even if it's cute. And I'm really just talking to myself here because I hung on to those items for two more years. Thanks to Gorilla Glue and masking tape. They looked awesome. But continuing on my decision making that first year, I worked hard and not the right ways. I mean, I took home every stinking paper my kids ever turned in. Every single one. I even looked at every single one, line by line. I even marked up every single one, mistake by mistake. And for what? I just gave them back and they looked over it and we moved on. 
It took me at least five minutes per paper times 20 papers, which is just ridiculous. Time not well spent. I should have just carved out five minutes at the end of class to go over the most important assignment together instead of putting the work on me. I mean, I passed third grade. I didn't need the practice. They needed the practice. They needed to understand why they were right and why they were wrong. They needed to know how to do it better. Not me. It's not about me. I spent so much time prepping for a lesson in terms of what I was going to say instead of figuring out what I wanted students to say. And after eight years of teaching, I still have to remind myself it's not about what I'm going to say or getting through my entire PowerPoint or getting to the next worksheet. It's about student learning. And at the first sight of a student derailing off track, stop. There's no reason to power through the material you prepared just for the sake of getting through it or checking it off your list and saying you've taught it. It's wasted time teaching to a child that's not getting it the way you're giving it. Slow down. Repeat. Ask questions. Yeah, you ask the questions. Find out what they need. I mean, you're there for them, so make them understand to help them grow. Make them better. And now when I'm coaching teachers, I always say, who's doing the work? You or your students? And if you're doing the work, you're working too hard in the wrong way. And once I started to flip the script, my students started growing. And it all happened out of necessity, honestly, because I was running out of time. And there was no way I could do all that was required of me by myself. I ended up delegating tasks to students that I knew I needed done, but there was something of higher priority that needed my attention. So it might have started a little like this. Miss Schultek, my shoes are untied. So I would then insert the ask three, then me principle. And so since I have 20 students that need help and I can't help them all at once, I would tell them if you have a question or you need something, you need to ask three people. And if by then no one can help you, it's okay to then come to me. So ask three, then me. And this helped free me up to work on things that were really important rather than running around putting out mini fires that I knew students could put out themselves. Then there was also the Miss Scholtek, Miss Scholtek. I mean, I dreaded hearing my name those first few years. I heard it nonstop. I had a factory of children who couldn't think or do anything for themselves. And I was the reason for that. Ouch. Or then even the principal needed things of me and I couldn't do what I needed to do to run my class because I had to do what my administrator wanted. And she said one day, Ms. Schultek, you are needed in the hallway while students are coming to class. Well, my morning routine was students come in, unpack, sit down at their desk, begin their morning work, and then wait to be called to the back table to turn in that homework. And I couldn't be in two places at once, but I attempted. I set up a desk in the hallway, and then I would call students to me so I could check homework, but still monitor the halls. But as you can imagine, I didn't do either one very well. In fact, if I had a pick, it was probably with the students. I was engrossed in 
chatting with them about their assignment or lack thereof. I felt like I wasn't doing a great job monitoring the hall or my students' check-in process, so I just said, the heck with it. I thought about my most responsible student and an idea came to me. I said, Maya, I need you to check students' homework. And she looked at me like she must have heard me wrong. She said, me? I'm like, yes, you know exactly how I do it, so just be me. Well, thank goodness for consistency, or she might not know what I meant. But the shock remained on her face to the point that I physically had to walk her to the spot in the back of the room and call the first student to come back with their homework. And the other students, too, were shocked. They were just staring at me like, is this a joke? What's happening? She can't be telling the truth. But I was in such desperate need of help. I had to turn to them. So fast forward a few days and we're back in business. The class was running smoothly and I was out monitoring the halls. And I wish I could say that I plan to help my students grow and therefore I purposely set up these opportunities to gain skills, but I didn't. I just needed help and I asked and they stepped up to the plate. And that was my aha moment. I was free what else could I have my students do so I can focus on other things? What else was on my plate that could be helpful to relinquish responsibility, but at the same time, provide value and opportunity for my students? One year, I had a large group of TD kids, and that is stands for students that are performing higher than the average, and they're placed in our talent development program, so TD talent development program. And I thought, man, this is awesome. They're smart. They don't need me. No, it's just the opposite. They are more needy because they get things so darn fast. But I love them. Their desire to learn and grow was fascinating and energizing. There was no way that I can meet with them every day when I had other reading groups to conduct. So again, out of need, I said, boys and girls, I am going to trust you with something huge. Can you handle it? Well, and of course, their eyes went wide with excitement, and I said, I really need to work with some of my other groups to help them get to where you are, and that's going to take some time, but I don't want you to miss out on learning. So I was thinking, why don't you continue to meet in your reading group without me? And then I waited, and there was lots of silence, crickets, they couldn't even process what I meant. So then I said, well, you're going to have your own book club. You decide how much to read in between your meetings, decide what to talk about, and then just report back to me how things went. Again, they just looked at me in shock and in awe and figured I must have lost my mind again. And I just said, I trust you. And I handed them a rubric to assess each other on their contributions during book club. That would be handed in to me at the end of each of their meetings. I also gave them a list of sentence starters so uh, they could share their opinion or a comment on someone else's thoughts. And then I gave them a stack of challenging chapter books that they could choose from. I have to tell you, this was the best decision I ever made. I would sit at my back table with my rotating reading groups and keep my eye in the class library. That was where my TD kiddos were sitting in a circle, sharing their comments about the chapter they read and adding on to each other's thoughts respectfully. 
they were just so self-regulated. Like someone would share something that made no sense and, and they would look at them and say, could you explain that again? Or could you find that a place in the text that explains what you're saying? <laughs> and I couldn't help myself from laughing. They were mini me's. I mean, they spoke like me. They acted like me. They encouraged each other like me. It was awesome to see them grow up in a matter of seconds just because I gave them the opportunity to do that. And again, I really wish I created these systems and procedures because I knew students needed to rise to the occasion, but I didn't. I just really needed help and I asked them and the best thing that ever happened to me and, and to them was this relinquishing of responsibility. All of these examples go to show you that it's not about you. It's not about what you're gonna say or, or what your awesome presentation is or your cutesy decorations or the ability to multitask and care for 20 plus kids. It's about being intentional about how you structure your class to ensure students are learning and they're growing as people. And I was stunting their growth for so long. They weren't independent. They were dependent on me. And I think the parents felt the exact same way. Their children were very dependent on them. And there came a point during a parent-teacher conference where I looked at the mom, who I adore dearly, and I said, stop doing so much for your child. I know you love her, but you're loving her too much, and it's hurting her. I mean, talk about a deflating comment. Talk about taking the wind out of someone's sails. The apparent about broke down, but she looked at me and said, you're right. It's just hard. She's my baby. And I mean, I get it, but when you pack their lunch every day and you tie their shoes and you place all of their items in their backpack, you're hurting their development into becoming an individual. They come to class and there's only one of me, 20 plus of them. I can't do the things that you're doing for them. And it sets them up for failure. They need to learn to operate by themselves. And of course, just come to you or I when they truly need help, but they can tie their shoes, they can make their lunch, they can pack their bag. I'm not asking you to let them go out and live on their own and earn a living wage at the age of eight, but I am asking that you start delegating household chores to them and that you require them to be more responsible for orchestrating their time and obligations. I'm asking you to step back so they can step up. It's not about you. And the biggest reward is when I would be out and I'd have a substitute teacher and she would write me the most wonderful note at the end of the day about my students. They know exactly what to do. They have awesome routines. I had so many student leaders teaching me what needed to happen. They were well behaved. And it's right because I set it up so that they could be successful without me. I mean, what disservice it would be if I only taught you how to be great when I was around. I mean, as a coach, when you are teaching someone how to play a sport, your goal is not to be in the game with them, coaching them. You want them to play without you. And it's the same thing as a teacher. Whereas an administrator, you can't be in the building 24 seven. You need the school to operate when you're not there. And that's why it's so important that you set up these systems and procedures for everyone to be responsible, delegate, 
the things that can be delegated and you take care of the things that require your talent. So teachers, today I want to remind you that you're an educator and what a great opportunity you have to mold our youngest learners into fantastic leaders for our future. And I know I talked a lot about examples from my elementary background, but that doesn't mean this doesn't apply to those teaching middle or high school or teacher leaders who are now outside the classroom or even administrators. The best thing we can all do right now is give up control for the things that are not important. Stop working hard in the wrong ways. Reevaluate your systems and procedures. Are you doing the work or are your students? Are your students going home with a headache from learning so much? Or are you from having to problem solve all day? Are your students' voices hoarse because they've been talking with each other all day? Or is yours because you've been doing all the talking? Teacher leaders, is there something you're doing with the best of intention but it's not growing your teachers? How can you delegate this responsibility or at least rework it so that it does? And administrators, is there something you're doing with the best of intention but it's not growing the school? How can you delegate this responsibility to build leadership and ownership in your building? Or maybe just rework it so it does help the school grow as a whole. Educators, I just want you to reflect, make some tweaks, and you'll just be amazed at your students' growth when you let them take off their floaties, take off their training wheels. They can rise up. Come on, kiddos, rise up. All right, elite educators, that's a wrap for this week's podcast on empowering your students because remember, it's not about you. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. Hi, elite educators. If you like what you hear, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. And while you're there, leave a rating and review. Also, stay connected with Always a Lesson through social media. Like us on Facebook at Always a Lesson and follow me personally on Twitter at G Schultek. That's G-S-C-H-U-L-T-E-K. I'm looking forward to connecting with you. Calling Elite Educators! Are you in need of feeling empowered by someone who is just like you, who does just what you do, and, well, just gets it? Then hop on over to alwaysalesson.com to learn more on the blog for tips and tricks of remaining passionate about your current work. Also, check out our social media links for more personal connection to other elite educators just like you. And if you're a newbie educator, Grab a copy of my book, Elementary Education 101, What They Didn't Teach You in College, to ensure you beat the learning curve and end your first year ahead of the game. Alwaysalesson.com provides something for everyone. So elite educators, stop by today and get empowered. Empowered.